the music plays softly, let us bow. Dear Lord, we're reaching out this evening. I want to say thank you, Lord God, for another time that we have to come together, Lord. And Lord, as was prayed earlier on, Lord, the world is groping in darkness and fear, but Lord, there is a people, Lord, that you're rising up, O oh God. There is a bride that you're rising up, O oh God. A bride that is made of young people, O oh God. A bride that is made of parents. A bride that is made of elder ones, O oh God. And Father, we thank you that we had a chosen, Lord God. That we had a call to follow, Lord. That we had a separated ones, O oh God, Lord. Father, it's nothing that we've done to deserve this, but Lord, it's just your grace. And Lord, we just want to thank you for it, O oh God. And Father, this evening we've come reaching out to you, O Lord. Father, for we know you are the only one who can give to us the blessings, O God, Lord. You are the only one who can bring deliverance, O God. You are the only one who can bring victory, God. You are the only one who can bring peace, O God. That's why we're reaching out to you, O Lord. But we have no one to turn to, but Lord, you alone, O Father, O God. And Father, this evening we're lifting up our hearts, our mind, our souls, all that we are, O God, before you, O Lord. And Father, we're just laying ourselves in your presence and asking you to speak to us, O God. We're just asking you to have the preeminence in this room this evening, Lord God. For Lord, as you promised that wherever two or three are, there you are in the midst. Lord, we know you're here this evening, O God. And Father, we just want you to take the word, O God. Father, you take the sword, O Lord. And Father, you go for the minister to every heart, O God. Father, we pray, Lord, this evening, Lord, let every enemy, Lord God, be crumbled out of your feet, O God, Lord. Whether I be sickness, whether I be depression, whether I be fear, Whatever it is, O Lord God, let no one live here, Lord God, with one enemy under your mind or one enemy, Lord, bordering them. But tonight, Lord, let everything be laid at your feet, O God. Let everyone walk out of yours victorious, O Lord Jesus. Father, we come at all things into your hands this evening. Lord, I yield myself unto you, O God. Father, take this boat, O Lord God. You use it, O Lord, to your own glory, Father, Lord, that your name will be glorified in our midst. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. We love you, O God, as we surrender all to you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many are happy to be here tonight? It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. We do thank the Lord for this morning. God bless you, Brother Moses. It was a wonderful service. Really appreciated that. And uh, we're just waiting on the Lord for tonight. Amen. Uh, thank the musicians for the songs. That's wonderful. That's all we do for tonight. We just go straight in the word, but again, just want to. I want to appreciate the opportunity to share the word again and should appreciate Brother Harold and Brother Ed is not here tonight but to appreciate him as well and Brother Andrew and Brother Moses is, is sure it's is a privilege and, and a blessing to share the word with the sons and daughters of God, amen and you know it's not us, it's, it's just the Lord doing his work, amen so we just want to get out of the way and, and let him speak to us tonight, amen because I believe we all under expectation tonight and you know you know, what, you get what you expect. Amen. That's one thing Brother Branham said. And, and if you're here under expectation, then you're going to get what you expect. Amen. If you're expecting victory, you're going to get victory. If you're expecting healing, you're going to get healing. Whatever you're expecting tonight, you can have it. Amen. Let's turn to the scriptures tonight. Let's open to Leviticus chapter 25. Amen. It's just amazing to hear young, young people singing about freedom and singing about you know, it's the year of Jubilee, and, you know, God works in ways that we cannot understand. And we just thank the Lord for, for the pre-service, I must say, that the young people sang those wonderful. Amen. So Leviticus 25, if you read from verse 8 to 10. And 
says, And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of, of years unto thee, seven times seven years. And the space of the seven Sabbath of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpets of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And ye shall hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. It shall be a jubilee unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family. May the Lord add his blessing to his word, you might have your seat. Amen. If you want to give it a title tonight, we want to speak on the sound of freedom. Amen. There's something about freedom. Amen. There's something about being free. There's something about having liberty. Amen. And one thing we know is that we are a people who have been given the opportunity and the privilege to be able to live free and to be free. Amen. But we know that the devil never had this privilege to be free, and never is he ever going to have the privilege to be free. The devil is bound now, and forever is he going to be bound. Amen. I want to start off with one to let him know that he is bound and he cannot be free. And even though he may try to hold his children down and try to hold them bound, but tonight again the trumpet of Jubilee is sounding in here to say that you can go free. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, To every time there is a season and a time, to every purpose under the heavens. Amen. And we know that God works in times and God works in seasons. Amen. And we can go all the way and we can start from the beginning and we can know, we can see how God started his creation in a certain time. And there was a time that he said, let there be light and there was light. Amen. There was a time that the whole world was groped in darkness. Amen. But when he said, let there be light, there was light. Amen. There was a time that he started the creation and we know for six days he worked and on the sixth day he created man and on the seventh day he rested. Amen. These are all the time and season of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we know there was a time that he, he created man, and when he created man, we know there was a time that man fell. Amen. But you see, there was a season that God had in his mind that he was going to redeem man again to himself. Amen. And we all can say that there was a time that we were born in sin and shame, and we were born under the yoke of the enemy, and we were living in Satan's Eden, and we were serving the devil, and we were doing all that he was telling us to do, and, and we were nothing but his servants, and we were nothing but just yielding our members to to the enemy. Amen. There was a time that we had, a period of time, but I am glad that there was a time that it was prophesied that a man was going to come. Amen. That in Isaiah chapter 62 verse 2, that it was said that he was going to come and he was going to bind every broken hearted. Amen. It said that a man was going to come, that he was going to set at liberty anyone who was in captivity. Amen. There was a time that it said that was a man was going to come, that he was going to open every prison door, that whoever was bound will be able to go free. Amen. There was a time that a man was supposed to come, amen, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. As we heard sung by the young people this evening. And I believe this is the acceptable year of the Lord because the acceptable year of the Lord is nothing but a year of jubilee. And we know that a trumpet is sounding. Amen. Amen. There was a time, amen, that it seemed that all hope was gone. 
The disciples, it looked like their master, God, the Messiah, the one who was supposed to redeem man again. It, it seemed that all hope was gone because here he was on the cross and he was dying. And, and here are the disciples wondering what is going on. And it seemed that all hope was gone. Amen. For a moment, it seemed that death had a victory over Jesus Christ again. Amen. And there was a time that perhaps in hell they might have been rejoicing because they thought that Jesus was just another prophet. They thought Jesus was not just another man. And there was a time that that bee was just woven around him and he was just waiting to sting him because he was thinking he was just another man. There was a time that the devil was thinking that but was wanting that he was mistaken that he was the son of God. He was the living, the resurrected son of God. He was called. He was chosen. He was God. Made in flesh. Come down on earth. Amen. There was a time that that thing went into Jesus Christ and I tell you he couldn't pull it back out and Jesus Christ rose up from the dead. Amen. There was a time of resurrection. Amen. And it was a time of restoration. Amen. There was a time when he rose up that he went down to hell. Amen. That he went to hell and took the keys of hell that on the grave. And Paul could say that where is his thing? And grave where is your victory? Why? Because a man came and set people free. A man came, amen, and put death into bondage, amen. That we are no more fear of death, amen, because he had overcome death, amen. And the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 8, that he ascended up on high to let captivity captive, and he gave gift unto man, amen. And we know there was a time that, you know, the, the, the apostles started to preach. And we know the Pentecostal age started. And, and, you know, it was a great revival at that time. You know, and, and things were going okay. But we know as the ages went by, you know, the church, you know, kind of started going to this dark age. And it was a time that yeah, the, the church was in a dark age. And it seemed that there was no way that she was going to come out. And, and these Catholic people have, have, have taken control. And they were massacring people. And the Christians were being persecuted on different things. But, you know, there was a time that there was supposed to be a, to be a restoration. Amen. There was a promise. Amen. That was said that a time will come. Amen. That the world will be restored back again. And we know that we are living in a time. We are living in that seven church age. And not just in that seven church age. We are living in a time of the revealing of the Son of Man. We are living in a time of where all that was taken away has been restored back. We are living in a time where we're not just going back to Pentecost. But we're going all the way back to where we came from. Amen. We're going all the way back to God again. Amen. And in John 8, 36, it said, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. It is not the preacher making you free. It is the Son that said, that If he shall make you free, then you will be free indeed. Amen. And the Son is here this evening. Amen. I know these are things that we know. But tonight we just want to refresh ourselves, amen. Amen. And we know Israel was a type of the church. Israel was a type of the church. And, you know, he was 
She was, she was told that she was going to sojourn in a strange land for 400 years. And after 400 years, you know, she was going to be delivered by, with, by a mighty hand. Amen. And as she'll be delivered, she'll be sent, and she'll be given an inheritance, she'll be given a promised land, amen. And we know that the church as well, amen, is living in a time that it's been given an inheritance, and that inheritance is nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ pouring himself out into many mumbled bodies by the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen. That is the inheritance of the believer, that is an inheritance of the church at this very moment, amen. And in return, Jubilee, Shreveport, 1962, Brother Branham said, now we've find that when Joshua divided inheritance to the people, each person was placed positionally exact, exactly the way these Hebrew mothers named, named those children. How they were placed in Palestine just out of their place. Asher, God, Naphtali, each one of them, Judah, everyone just placed in their position. And Brother Branham said, what a wonderful picture it gets us. Because it's a type of God's placing in the church himself. Every member, every stone, every place, every Christian to itself. Each one of us in our peculiar way has a place in the house of God. And it's like Solomon's temple when it was caught out all over the world. But when it was brought to Joppa, floated in, took from, from by an ox cart. And all these odd rocks had a place when the temple went together. Amen. So we know that none of us here is here by chance, amen. Everyone has got their place, amen. As the member of the body, we have the different parts of the body. We have the ministry, we have the deacons, we have the sign, we have everything. It's a body, amen. Everyone has this place, amen. Everyone has been placed in this body to serve the purpose of God, amen. In this body, we do have young people, amen. In this body, we do have parents. In this body, we do have elder ones, amen. We have all of them a part of the body. None of the part of the body it's useless. Every part of the body is useful. Every part of the body, if God has brought it together, it is for a purpose. Amen. You know, for him to be able to have a bride here in Edmonton, he had to bring some from far, some from, you know, different parts of the world. We can name them all. But all had to come together to form the body that he had ordained and predestinated before the foundation of the world that he wanted to see in this place. So if you were sitting here and you're thinking that you have no place, I want to tell you that you are mistaken because if you are here it is God brought you here and you've got a purpose and it is time for you to find it out amen because it is his body and every member has got a place the hand has got a place the young people's got a place everyone's got a place amen God calling his bride from many nations, tribes, and kindred. Amen. Bringing them together. Amen. Why? Because these people had been already predestinated to come together. Amen. Now realize one thing that, you know, as we, as we read from the quote, that at the moment of your birth, the inheritance, the mom named where they were going to be. The inheritance was given to them at the moment of your birth. Amen. So one thing you ought to realize that if you were predestinated seed of God, at the moment you were born, your inheritance was already given to you. At the moment that you were born, healing was given to you. At the moment that you were born, the Holy Ghost was given to you. It was your inheritance. If you were predestinated at your birth, you were born to be a son of God. You were born to be a daughter of God. Amen. Amen. 
It was given to you for you to possess it. Amen. At a moment of your birth, the gates, the five gates of your senses were given to you to possess them. Every single gate of them. Your memory, your imaginations, your conscience, your reasoning, all of them were given to you to possess them. They were all given to you to serve him. But then the enemy comes and tries to keep you bound on them. The enemy comes and tries to, you know, squat them away. But they were given to you to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And out of your birth, because you were predestinated, you were predestinated to take control over them and use them for the glory of God. So that is your inheritance. Those five senses are your inheritance. They're not inheritance of the devil. He tries to creep in there, but it is not his place. It is God's place. Amen. Amen. And how would you know it? Because if you are predestinated, you're never going to be satisfied in this world. There are many people who can tell your testimony, you know, I was in the world and I was different, doing different things. But yeah, there was something. I just couldn't stay there. I just felt attacked. I, I just couldn't do this. I just couldn't. What was that? That was the seed in you. You just couldn't be satisfied there. The children of Israel, they couldn't be satisfied in Egypt. They were bound. They were under tax masters. They couldn't be satisfied. The only place they could have been satisfied was in the inheritance. And the only place that you could find your satisfaction was in Christ. It was in your inheritance. It was in the Holy Ghost. Because when you believed, you still couldn't be satisfied until that Holy Ghost came in. When you came in, you were praying, you were sickening, you were doing everything that you could until you could get that Holy Ghost. Why? Because it's your inheritance. Because it was given to you at your birth. And you couldn't do anything about it. You just had a thirst in you. There was just a deep in you that was crying out for it. And young people, when the enemy come to you and tell you it's not given to you, it is a lie of the devil. Because at your birth, it is your inheritance. At your birth, it was given to you. It is time to rise up and stop possessing our inheritance. Letting the devil take what is ours. No, that is not for us. We're not accepting that. We're taking back what is ours. We're taking back what has been given to us. Amen. I wonder what I realize. Surely we did nothing to deserve this inheritance. But it was given to us by grace. Amen. You see, God called Abraham by grace. Abraham don't nothing to deserve to be called. But God called him by grace. You know, perhaps Abraham's neighbor was a rich man. But God bypassed him because he chose Abraham. Perhaps the man living next door or across, across Abraham's house was the president. But God bypassed him to choose Abraham. Why? Because he was predestinated. Amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Chicago, 1952. God called Abraham out of the whole world of people. And God called you out of the whole world of people. 
There were many he could have called, but he called you. And not just called you, but gave you an inheritance. I don't know why we have to live below that. I don't know why we can't take it back. If he called us and he gave it to us, it is ours. I think it is time for, it is time for us to possess it. Amen. And he said, why? Because Abraham was better. better. No, sir. It's grace. God's chosen election and call. You are what you are because God, because the grace of God has made you what you are. One taking thought can add one cup to a stature. Is that right? It's by grace. These things are called God has set them in the church. God has put you in the body. And we are not going to be satisfied with nothing less but all that is ours. Because Moses, when he was living in Egypt, he said, we're not leaving one hoof behind. We're not leaving anything behind. Because all of this is sons and daughters of God. The cattle is even a part of us. And we're not leaving anything behind. Amen. Return in Jubilee 1962. It was a gift from God. God, by his marvelous grace, give these people this land in this position and place them in it according to his word and the birth of the people. Just perfect. How it's clocked right together. And I think it was a type. And now, no one else could take that place. It had to be for Israel alone. Just them alone was the only ones that could take that place. And still the blessings is on that place. And if somehow or other during this time said, if they lost their inheritance by some means, he said one will leave it to his son. He will leave it to his son. It belonged to that tribe. It belonged to that people forever. It was an inheritance. Amen. The inheritance was for every, it was for that tribe. It was for them. It was given to them by grace. And they had every right to possess it. Amen. And even if they went off the scene, there was another generation that was going to pick it up. Amen. And as Brother Harold was saying, you know, people, we, we will have to grow, and it happens, we do have to grow. But there is going to be another generation that is going to pick up the same inheritance and keep running with it. There's going to be a bunch of young people that is going to pick up the same message and start running with it. Because it is given to the bride. Amen. And this blessed Holy Ghost, it is an inheritance to the bride. Amen. It is only to the bride. Now, this is one that we ought to understand, that this Holy Ghost is given to the bride. It is not given to the denomination. They might have a certain ghost, but I tell you, it is not the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is only to the bride. Because she's the only one who is called and predestinated to go into a rapture. And the ticket to that rapture is that Holy Ghost. So it is given only to her. In the denomination, they may have something, but that's not the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
And we had it this morning, how that Holy Ghost is the watchman, amen. And it's what is going to lead us, is the one that rises high, is the one that sees beyond, is the one that alerts us and tells us about different things that are happening and, and, and makes us aware of the attacks of the enemy and different things. That's the watchman, as we had this morning, amen. Because it's only to the bride to whom the word has been opened, amen. It has not been opened to anyone else. And on Wednesday as well, as we confess that we have taken the book. And not only taken the book, but we have eaten the book. And friends, if we have eaten the book, the book has got inheritance. And it's got to come out because you are what you eat. And if you are what you eat and you've eaten the book, you've taken that word that has got to produce Christ. It's got to produce the promises. Amen. Before she came, he slipped the ring on her finger. She already said, I do. She's already married. That's what a bride is. She already said, I do. And the Lord said, I am not going to lose even one of them. Not even one. Because she's married. She's part of him. God cannot be a half God. He needs the other half. And you are the other half. He's married to you. Not only married. But as you've been married to him, he's giving you gifts, he's giving you inheritance, he's giving you promises, everything. Your name has been inscribed just as his name, amen. That is why that he is calling you Mrs. Jesus. You are carrying his name. You have every right to everything that belongs to him. Because you are his bride. To the point that even when she came and asked the lost person, you know, she lost her inheritance and seems that. Why? Because she passed by, she bypassed again at the orphanage and she didn't know, but God still made her way back because he couldn't lose her. Amen. One thing we ought to realize. Is that this inheritance had always been there. See, the land in which Israel was going to go had always been there. The moment that God created the earth, that land was already there. And you see, the promise of the Holy Ghost was already there. Your inheritance, everything was already there. The seals, it was all already there. But there was a time, there was a season that he had to uncover it for you to know who you are. And that time was that jubilee season where you could now go free and say, this is my inheritance. Now I know who I am and I can step and claim what is given to me. See, the land was already there. The people walked by that land which, which, you know, the children of Israel were supposed to go to. And they didn't know anything about it. Let us hear knows nothing about the bride. Let us hear know nothing about the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was hidden from them. Amen. They couldn't recognize it. But that was a dispensation of the word. 
There was a time at the right dispensation that God had to fulfill his word because he promised it. And if he promised it, he had to bring it to pass. Amen. There was a time that Malachi 4 had to be fulfilled. Amen. There was a time that Revelation 10, 7 had to be fulfilled. Amen. And I tell you, friends, we're living in that time. It is the season now. Well, this word has been fulfilled. Amen. And all the bright heart to do was just step into it. Just step into it. Because it is your inheritance. All they had to do was to step into the land. It was given to them. But when they stepped into it, they had to fight to possess every inch of it. But as they were fighting, they were promised the victory. Amen. And you might be fighting, but one thing you ought to know that you've been promised the victory. You are fighting, but you are going to win. You are fighting, but you're going to reign. You are fighting, but you're going to overcome. You are fighting, but you're going to be victorious. Why? Because my God said so. Why? Because the battle is not mine. The battle is his. He's the one doing the fight. All I have to do is to follow his word. All I have to do is to say amen. All I have to do is to say, he said it, I believe it, that settles it, and just keep walking, and just keep walking, looking up the promises, keeping your eyes single, zeroed on him, zeroed on Christ Jesus Christ. It is your possession. Before they got into the land, God gave them a law concerning the land. And in Leviticus 25, we're speaking about a year, which was the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee was connected to the inheritance. Amen. If they had lost their inheritance, there was a time that they could go back to it. Amen. Even though it was given to them, they might have lost it. But God works in times and season. And if it's given to you, there's a time that you have to go back to it. If the Holy Ghost is given to you, there's a time you have to go back to it. If healing is given to you, there's a time you have to go back to it. Amen. There was a time and there was a season. Leviticus 25, 3 and 4. We'll just take maybe verse 4. And, you know, for six years they were supposed to sow your field and, and prune your vineyard and gather the fruits therein for the six years. Amen. But then on the seventh year they were supposed to rest. Amen. And they were supposed to do this for, for seven years. And after seven years, 49, 49, 49 years would have been accomplished. Amen. As we read in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 8, and it said, Thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of the year unto thee seven times seven years. And the space of the seventh Sabbath of the year shall be unto you forty and nine years. Amen. But now notice one thing that in the space of these forty and nine years, different things could have happened. Amen. Many things can happen during the time and in our walk with Christ, you know, in these 49 years. Many things could have happened. And even if we look at the church ages, you know, in the seven church ages, many things happened. Amen. Many things happened during those seven church ages. But there was a promise. Amen. There was a promise that he was going to restore again. Amen. There was a, there was a promise that... All that was taken away was going to be given back to her again. Amen. Now realize that in the land as well, there was, there was cities that were walled. Amen. And there were some cities that were in the plain, these villages that were in the plain, and they had no walls around them. Amen. And if a man had waxen, you know, had waxen poor, waxed poor, and, and you know, he, he had a property in a walled city, 
and he sold that property, he had one year to redeem that property back. And if he didn't redeem it back in that one year, then in the year of Jubilee, that property could not go free. Amen. Because that property was walled in. Amen. And we know that we're living in a world that is a world that has been walled in. Amen. It's a wall that is walled in. They cannot hear the trumpet of the Jubilee. Because of the walls, they just can't hear it. Because the people that were in the walled city, they, they couldn't hear the trumpet was sounded in the village. And they couldn't hear it, so they could never go free. And the wall has been walled in. That when they, they can't even hear the trumpet. They can't hear the gospel. At this time, they, they don't know the law of Castel fear. They had no idea about us. But they all been groped in fear and different things. Why? Because they're walled in. They know nothing about the Jubilee. They know nothing about this great gospel that has come. They know nothing about the message. Amen. Even the denomination today has been walled in. Many things are walled in. The only people I tell you that are free is this bride. And if you free you up, you better start acting like you're free. Amen. You better start acting like you're free. Because I tell you, if you go into jail... And a man who's been in jail for 49 years or how many years you want to call, and you tell that man that he is free, I tell you, that man is not going to sit down and, you know, kind of have a sad face and, you know, just, oh, you know, okay, well, I suppose I'm free. I'll just walk away and, you know, whatever. I tell you, that man will start shouting and rejoicing, especially if the time of his freedom had not come and you come to tell him he's free. He'll rejoice and he'll walk out. Amen. So if you are free, it's better you start rejoicing that someone was free. It's, it's time you start acting like someone was free. Don't act as if you're bound. Amen. Act as if you're a free person. Amen. Because that's one thing the enemy hates. To see you being free. Amen. That's why he's doing everything to bring us down. He's doing everything, even we know when it's time, to bring us down and to keep us bound on different things. But we are free. And we ought to act like we're free. Amen. And it's sad now, it's saying return on Jubilee. Now remember the ones that were walled in never got to go free. They were burned slave the rest of their time. The owner owned them if they put their inheritance in that walled in city. Amen. So if they put their inheritance in there, they were never going to go free. But if it was outside, little bit of cities that wasn't, that wasn't walled in, then it was considered like the plains that it could go free in the Jubilee. Amen. So if you, were on, you weren't walled in, then you could go free. Amen. And now, as we read, you know, the law said that they had one year to redeem whatever there was in that walled-in city. Amen. But grace says that you have been redeemed. Amen. Grace says that this is the time of your redemption. You have been redeemed. Amen. Amen. So if you are walled in somehow, if you are walled in into Laodicea, if you are walled in by the battles of the mind, if you are walled in by depression, if you are walled in by any other things, I want you to know that you have been redeemed and that you can go free. Amen. You don't have to stay in the walled city. You can go free because you have been redeemed. Amen. Because those that were walled in, they couldn't hear. They couldn't hear the trumpet of the Jubilee. Amen. And if you stay walled in, you're not going to hear the gospel. If you stay walled in, this message is not going to mean anything to you. But it's time for you to come out because the only way that they could hear the trumpet sound, it was when they came out of that walled in city. 
Because the trumpet was sounded outside of there. So they had to come out. You had to come out of the world to be able to hear the gospel of this message. Amen. And if you've come out now, you can go free. Amen. You don't have to stay in there. Amen. Again, it says, now a man and his family could go back to the original inheritance if they hear the jubilee, a trumpet sound. Amen. And it says, and know what it meant to them. So it is not just enough for you to hear the gospel, but it's important for you to know what it means to you. It's important for you to know what is Christ to you. What does Christ mean to you? What does this message mean to you? Because that's the only way that you can go free. When you get to understand who you are, when you get to understand what the message says about you, when you go to understand what God says about you, what the Word says about you, that is the only time that you can go free. See, they had to know what it meant. Now, if they had the priest sound the trumpet, the minister, the trumpet is the gospel. And when they hear it, and they know what it means, and they know that, they know that that's the inheritance, no matter where they had lost, how far they've went back, whatever they had to do, they had the privilege to come back and receive again their inheritance. The whole family could come back and receive the inheritance. The entire family could come back. Not just one person could come back. The entire family could come back. Because if they are predestinated, they are all called to the inheritance. Amen. And if you have your loved one that's been walled out, I want you to know that he's still on the mercy seat. And if he is predestinated, if she is predestinated, she is going to come out. Amen. Because at that time, the whole family had to come out. Amen. And he said that he's not going to lose even one of them. Amen. As of now, we still have time. Though it is limited, but we still have time. And if we still have time, we still have mercy. If we still have time, we still have grace. Amen. Amen. Again, the law of the land. The law of the land. Speak about a kinsman redeemer. Amen. That if one of the brothers by any chance maybe had a sojourner come to live with them. Amen. Or a stranger came and lived in his house and for some reason that brother had waxed poor or something had happened. And he has sold himself to this sojourner or sold himself to this servant or to the stranger that had come in to stay in his house. There was a chance that that person could be redeemed, but he could be redeemed only by a kinfolk. He could be redeemed only by a near kin. Amen. He couldn't be redeemed by anyone else, but only by a near kin. Amen. But we're here to night to kin. Amen. And this night to kin was, had to be someone who was able to pay the full price. Amen. 
He couldn't, he, he couldn't pay half price. He couldn't go on, uh, I, I forgot how to call it, but installments or whatever they call it. You know, he just had to pay it all. He had to pay it all in full. Amen. He couldn't pay half of it. He had to pay it all in full for, for him or her to be able to go free. Amen. And one day, a king came down from glory. Amen. A king came down from glory. And he put on the robe of flesh. Because there was no one in in heaven. There was no one on earth. There was no one that was able to redeem the people back. They had lost the inheritance. But there was no one to redeem them back. And there was the need of a kinsman to come and redeem them. And he said, you know, an angel couldn't come. No one could come. So he said, I will come down myself. And I am going to put on flesh. And I am come and redeem them. I am going to pay the full price. And I'm going to pay with my blood. And they can get back everything that had been taken away from them because that book that was closed, now I am going to open it to them. And not only open it to them, but I am going to give it back to them for them to eat it and for them to produce nothing but me, myself, Jesus Christ. And down from glory came the Lamb of God. Not just to redeem her, but to give back to her everything she lost. Full restoration. Restoration to full inheritance. Now she can go free. She'd been burned by the enemy, but now she can go free. And when he came for his redemption plan, in John 8:32, he said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And in Galatians 5, 1, he said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ has made you free. He says, Stand fast in that, in the liberty that he has made you free. Don't be wavering. Don't be doubting. Don't be tossed to and fro. He says, stand steadfast in that liberty that he has set you free. And be not entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Because you have been set free. And I like the way a brother says this. That when you've been set free from the prison, you don't go back to visit the prison cell. If you've been set free from bondage, you don't go back into bondage. And this price has not been paid by the blood of man. It has not been paid by the blood of bulls and goats. This has been paid by the blood of Jesus Christ. Friends, I tell you, the blood of bulls and goats could open the Red Sea. The blood of bulls and goats could cut off a giant's head. And the blood of bulls and goats, amen, could do great and mighty works. How much more ought the blood of Jesus Christ ought to give power to his bride? There is life in that blood. There is liberty in that blood. There is freedom in that blood. That blood has not got bondage. That blood has got freedom. And it's time for you to start living in it. If that blood is flowing,
flowing through your vein, it'll produce victory. If that blood is flowing through your vein, it'll produce healing. Why? Because it is your inheritance. Galatians 4.21 So then, brethren, we are not children of the bond woman, but of the free. We are no more pains, but we have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are not servants, but we are sons and daughters of God. Amen. Because one thing was that the servant could not go free on the day of Jubilee. See, the servant could not be set free because he was a servant and forever he was born to serve that people. The only people who could go free were the Jews, were those who had been circumcised. Amen. Were those who had been chosen and called of God out of Egypt. Amen. Those were the ones that could go free. Amen. And for you to go free, let me read the quote. Amen. Remember, sons abide. They are forever in there. They are brought in there by predestination. Ephesians 1.5, predestinated unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ before the foundation of the world. They are sons that are born into the church of God, and they ever remain there because they are born into it. That's right. A servant, now remember, a servant gets his reward or his wages, but he was never to be free in the jubilee. No, sir. A servant was not free in the jubilee that was not born an Israelite. Amen. He had to be born in order to be free in the jubilee. He got his wages. Talking about a seven. And many people get their reward. Jesus said about the hypocrites. said they, they have their rewards. But you are different. Yes. That's what Jesus was saying in John 8 about the Jews. They said we're free. He said the servants does not abide in the house. Amen. Well, now listen to this. He said, but when he gave them birth. Amen. He said, when he gave them birth, there was no longer servants. Amen. When you were born, you were no longer servant. Amen. See, you started off as a slave, as a servant. We were born shaped in iniquity. We came didn't know who we really are. But there was a time that you had another birth. Amen. There was a, you had your first birth. And indeed, at your first birth, you were predestinated to inheritance. And hence, you were predestinated to receive a second birth. Because that second birth was the only thing that could put you back into your inheritance. He said there was no longer there was no longer servant. There were sons joined hers with him in the kingdom. That's the way the church is. It's joined her with Christ in the kingdom. Hers of all things of God through him. So without a new birth, you couldn't go back to your inheritance. Because you were to be born an Israelite. And what made you an Israelite was the circumcision. And we know the circumcision today is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
So without that, you couldn't go back to your inheritance. And young people, that's why people cry and cry and cry and keep on crying about the importance of receiving the new birth and receiving that Holy Ghost because that's the only way that you can go back into your inheritance. That's the only way that you can be restored back to what is given to you. Amen. Because as a servant, you could not, you could not be free. As a servant, you were still bound in that walled city. Amen. You couldn't hear the sound of the trumpet. Amen. But you see, there was a time, amen. There was a time that there had to be a noise. There had to be something that was going to bring you in. That you were not going to be anymore bound or you were not going to be anymore walled in in the world. But you were going to be sealed in by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And sealed in by nothing but by by the new birth, amen. And one thing we ought to realize that every bird, Brother Branham will say, that every bird is a mess. But sometimes we want it nice and cool and beautiful, but every bird is a mess. Listen, every, any bird is a mess. The way back, Shreveport, 1962. Listen, every bird is a mess. I don't care whether it's in a pig pan or... Oh, where is that? It's a mess. Any bird. And so is the new bird. It'll make you do things that you didn't think you would ever do. But it brings life. And before you can have life, you have to, you have, to have death. Before I see it, can reproduce itself, it's got to die in order, and, and only, only die, but it's got to rot. In order to get new life out of it, it's got to die and rot in itself. Amen. Every bird is a mess. Young people, every bird is a mess. Amen. And without that mess, you can go back to your inheritance. And there's a sound of jubilee that is roaming through this building this evening that is saying that you can go free. Amen. He's saying that some young people can go free tonight. He's saying that some parents can go free tonight. He's saying that some people can go free tonight. But it requires a new birth. There was a man in the Bible. Sorry, just pray for me. My head is just pinning my face. Everything is just pinning to me right now. Just pray for me. Amen. I know why it's pinning. But the devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. There was a man in the Bible by the name of Cornelius. Now Cornelius, the Bible said that he was a just man. He was a man that feared the Lord. He was a man that paid alms. And they said that one day, Cornelius, you know, was in, was in prayer. And about a ninth hour, he fell into a vision. And in the vision, the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Cornelius, the Lord has had your prayer. And your alms have come unto the Lord as a memorial. And the angel said to him, send two men unto Joppa to find a man of the name of Simon, surnamed Peter. A man who is living with a man called Simon, Simon the Turner. 
Amen. And so Cornelius listened to the voice and he sent two men all the way to Joppa. And you see, God always works on two sides. Amen. And all we're talking about and all we're coming to is about this Holy Ghost. Amen. Because sometimes we try to find excuses. But I want you to notice a couple of times in here. Amen. Young people sometimes find excuses. But it's time to notice some couple of things. Notice Cornelius. So, you know, God as well, you know, showed, showed, um, showed Peter a vision. And, and this vision, there was a sheet that came down from heaven. And there was all sort of beast on it. And, and you know, the voice said to Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, I cannot eat of this because it is unclean. But a voice said to Peter, Peter, you don't call what I have called clean unclean. Amen. And so Peter couldn't understand that this happened three times and it left him. But Peter couldn't understand what was going on. But at the same time, these three men has got into the house of Peter. And as Peter is, you know, is kind of thinking and wondering what is all about this vision, the Spirit of the Lord come down back to Peter and say to Peter, Peter, rise up and go out. There are three men are waiting for you. And you follow those three men and go with them to wherever they go. And, and Peter come to the door and he meets the three men and the three men and expand your problem to him and you know Peter follows them and finally they get to the house of Cornelius and Cornelius as he sent the people away he started to gather people in into his house because of the vision that is hard and as Peter comes in and and you know Peter says you know I had this dream I couldn't understand what it meant and he said, I am here and I don't understand why I'm here and I'm not even supposed to be here because you people are not people that I'm supposed to be with. Amen. But however, Cornelius explained to him the reason why he had called him in and he said to him, so this is the reason because I had a vision so I want you to explain to me and tell me. And so Peter start to expound about the message of that hour. Peter started to talk about the resurrection. Peter started to talk about the Holy Ghost. Peter started to talk about the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. He started to talk about the things that had happened. Amen. And the people started to listen to them. And perhaps those people were gathered there. And they didn't know that something was fixing to happen. They didn't know that God was fixing to move on the scene. Perhaps Cornelius himself didn't comprehend or didn't know that it was time for his visitation. Amen. Though he was living right, the Bible said he was a just man. He was the man that feared God. And sometimes we may think that we're living right and everything is okay. But there's a time of visitation. There is a time of jubilee. There is a time that you can go free. Because that was the time for Cornelius to go free. That was the time for Cornelius to enter into his inheritance. Amen. Amen. Notice one ten. Sometimes we say, it is not a time, it is not a season. Sometimes we say, I am not even baptized. Those people were not baptized. Those people were gathered in the house, they were not baptized. They were just there listening to the word. Acts chapter, chapter 10 verse, verse 44 said, While Peter yet spoke the, these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Amen. Amen. 
And I tell you this evening, as this word is going forth, as this message is going forth, young people, as this word is going forth, you right now can receive it. Perhaps you came in this building, you weren't thinking about receiving the Holy Ghost. You came in this building, you thought you're living right, you think you're doing right because you're in church all the time. But tonight, he's come for a visitation. Tonight, he's come to say, I am here to give it to you. Tonight, he's having an appointment with you. He's come to say, it's time for you to go free. I'm tired of seeing you bam. I'm tired of seeing you bowing down to that devil of lust, bowing down to that devil of depression. It is time for you to go free. And as the word went forward, the people were filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they said, what, what hinders them to be baptized? God is a God that works in mysterious ways. Indeed, he said, repent, be baptized, and he said, be filled with the Holy Ghost. But God is a God that works the way he wants. He's a sovereign God. And you may say, I haven't, got the, I haven't been baptized. He does not care. This evening, he has come. This evening, the Spirit of God has come to say, you can go free. He's come to say, you can receive it right now. You don't have to wait. Amen. Because one thing you ought to notice, that there is only one power that is going to defeat the enemy. There is only one power that is going to defeat Satan. There is only one power that is going to defeat every devil that is in earth, every devil that is in the skies, every devil that is in hell. There is only one power that is going to defeat it, and that is the power of the Holy Ghost. I may not be able to defeat every enemy, because I may not be going through what you are going through. But us, the body of Christ, every devil is going to be defeated. Us, the body of Christ, every enemy is going to be under our feet. Amen. There is no one devil. There is no Satan. And I want Satan to hear this very clear this evening. There is not even one of them. The one day they're going to stand and say that there was none of the bride of Christ that was able to defeat me. Not even one devil is going to be able to stand and say, I was never been defeated by this, by this bride. Amen. There's going to be someone, amen, that is going to overcome pornography. There's going to be someone that is going to overcome fear. There's going to be someone that is going to overcome depression. There's going to be some young person that is going to rise over the sins and the things of this world. There's going to be someone. When Brother Branham said that you can live so close to God that the devil wouldn't know what to do with you. Friends, we had it on Wednesday. We've had these things over and over and over and over again. But friends, it's time for us to start living it. And I believe tonight is come, amen, to set some people free, to bring some people to a point where the devil, glory to God, where the devil will have nothing to say about him. I believe tonight is the night. Young people, why wait? Why wait for another service? Why go back with that devil? 
Why go back with depression? Why go back with pornography? Why go back with loss? Many times we ask the Lord, why? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? But tonight the Lord has got a question for you. Why are you waiting? Why wait? Why not now? Why not right now? Why wait? Friends, this is not me. This has been on my heart for a long time. I've been burdened with this. It is God speaking to you. He's saying, why wait? Do you want to tell me? Do you want to tell the Lord that the blood is not powerful enough to defeat the enemy? Do you want to tell the Lord that his death on the cross was in vain? Do you want to tell the Lord that the devil can't defeat him? I believe that is not your testimony. I believe that is not your testimony, young people. Why wait? Why wait? You can go free now. Now! Glory be to God. Why wait? God is calling. Why are you waiting? It is the jubilee trumpet sounding. Oh my. I hope you get it. He's more powerful than your fear. Goodness. Why are you waiting? Sorry. It is over. It's time for you to tell the devil it's over. Why are you waiting? Why not now? Why not this very moment? We've been listening to the radio of the devil for too long. We've been listening to the radio of the devil telling us that we should wait a little bit longer. That we should wait for the next service. That we should wait for the next young people. That we should wait for the next youth camp. We've been waiting for too long. We've been listening to that radio for too long. Oh, God. <laughs> But I believe this night, it's time for you to turn your dial. Start turning that dial to Mark chapter 16. He said, these signs shall follow them. These signs shall follow them. Whoa, shall believe Whoa, yeah. It's time to start turning that dial. Oh, glory. It's time to turn it all down to Mark chapter 11. If you, if you, young people, if you say to this morning, if you say, 
said it amounts of lust, if you said it amounts of pornography, if you said it amounts of depression, if you. Don't hold back. Stop holding back. You can go free. The jubilee trumpet is sounding. Why hold them back? You can go free. You might be worried in your mind. There might be two weights in your mind right now. One of them is saying, what about your reputation? What about what the people are going to think about you, young people? The other side of your mind is saying, but I'm going to lose my popularity. I'm going to lose my coolness that I have with the young people. But there's another scale of the balance that is saying that you can go free. There's another scale that is saying that you can have the God that goes right now. Let go of the other scale and let it scale of the Holy Ghost drop down in your soul. Right now. You may have walked in here and you saw the devil's highlight. But I tell you this evening, we are looking at a stale light. As it's going back to hell. Because there are some people that are being set free this evening. Let the Spirit of God move. Let us brood over you. Let it go. And let God come in. May the musicians come up. You can go free tonight. Don't hold back. Stop holding back. Young people, stop holding back. The blessed God. The Holy Ghost. Oh, my. It is the sound of Jubilee. You can go free. Why wait? Why spend another night with the frogs? Why? Why wait? Let it be now. God is here. The Holy Spirit is here. Oh, hallelujah. Let's sing that song, I'm free. I'm free from the best of tomorrow. Oh, oh hallelujah. Ask for Andrew to come. From the fear of tomorrow, you're free tonight. Oh, wow! I'm, I'm free. free. You're free from, from the guilt of your past. Of you don't have to listen to that devil anymore. Oh. I've traded oh, my shackles for a glorious song. 
ずの